Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have Francine Hernandez, LCSW. She is the owner and clinical director and supervisor of Enzo Healing Therapy. She's a mental health therapist and a board supervisor with the Board of Social Work and the Board of Counseling and Therapy. Her, her therapy uh, facility and Zoe Healing Therapy strives to bring the best care for their clients. They believe in a holistic and integrative approach of mind, body, heart, and spirit. Their health resort's purpose is to give clients access to a variety of services that work together to promote health and well-being. Sounds beautiful. Welcome, Francine. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, could you, for our audience, fill in the explanation a bit more of what you do? Tell us um, about Enzo, but also tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, so thank you for the great introduction. Um, that, <laughs> that said a lot. Yes, um, I am the founder and owner of Enzo Healing Therapy. Um, and so some of the services that we provide starting from kind of in-house. Um, so we hire non-independently licensed clinicians like fresh out of grad school. So I offer offer supervision um, to develop these uh, new licensees. So that's one thing that's also important to us is how we invest in our employees um, to support them, to develop them. So they're providing the best in quality care to our clients. Um, And yeah, when it comes to our clients, we hope to offer a variety of services that is um, enhancing mind, body, heart, spirit. So uh, we offer mental health services, we offer fitness classes, we have a nurse practitioner that offers primary care, and we're hoping to add some DOM, um, acupuncture to the team, and chiropractic services, massage, Reiki, just again, the the motto is mind, body, heart, spirit, just a holistic approach, um, is I believe that it's not just one area, you know, it really... um, for to reach our highest potential of well-being, it really is all four components. Oh, I I'm here for it all day. <laughs> I love that there is this integration with the inclusion of um, the more clinical side of things. The there seems to be a good balance. Now, how what shaped you in order to reach that place where you like you recognize that you want to provide this sort of balanced approach? Sure. So some of it came from a mentor and supervisor that I had. Um, and then the other piece of that was just life experience. 
Um, so when I was getting my clinical hours done, I was inspired by my supervisor who liked, who also followed this wellness approach. And I was a, well, I am a fitness instructor as well, and was teaching classes as we provided therapy services as well. And then, you know, but later on in life, um, going through my own burnout mm -hmm. and just my own personal experiences, I was like, you know, um, I did go to an acupuncturist and had my primary care and so forth. And I'm like, man, these are all separated. It would just be amazing to have everything in one house, like under one roof, because I really wanted all the providers to like, talk about it, you know, talk about my, my case and, you know, work together. So it's, it's, you know, a two-sided coin, one personally experiencing it, but then also as a provider on that other side when treating clients, when I need to talk to their prescribing doctor or their PCP, the, the hoops of getting ROI signed and scheduling, you know, again, it's, it's like both sides of the coin. It's just nice to have it all under one roof, to have this interdisciplinary team to work together to provide the best treatment for the client. Uh, wow. Yes. This is, this seems to be the dream scenario for so many patients and yet it's not available in a lot of places. So are you, do you feel like you are uh, doing something different uh, than you see everybody else doing, or do you see people catching on? What does this look like for you? Um, a little bit of both. So I have seen wellness centers and mm -hmm. a lot of them have uh, yoga. They will have acupuncture in addition to mental health or coaching services. So um, I have seen that I haven't seen Western and Eastern care come together and so that's, yeah. um, what I'm hoping to kind of set that precedent of, of doing that. And I hope to see more of that, of Western and Eastern care coming together in treatment. Could you elaborate on that more, maybe fill out the definition of what you mean by Western and Eastern care coming together? Sure. Yeah. So Western care, um, meaning kind of what we're used to in our culture in the United States of having your medical doctor, your primary care and, um, the approaches that they use, um, not being an NP or MD myself. I'm, I hope I don't brute like, um, mess this up when I say it, but you know, that it, it is very like physical, symptoms, cause and effect, um, looking at, you know, um, like tangible, more physical, mm -hmm. whether it's something that you, um, ate or a medicine that you're on. Like, I feel like that medical approach is just more physical when it comes to the body and science of the body. Now, mm -hmm. not that Eastern doesn't do that as well. It's, there's also a physical component, but Eastern care has that energy philosophy or science, energy science behind it as well of our chief flow, um, our spirit and where we are of how our emotional mental states can impact or manifest physically. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how I would define the two, whereas the Western approach doesn't so much consider that energy or mental emotional component. I think it's starting to, I yeah. think, you know, one of the things like high cortisol levels will break down your immune system, that's stress, mm -hmm. mental and emotional related. So I think it's going that way. Um, but the approaches are very different Eastern and Western of how they study that and implement that. So I like to bridge that gap of, you know, we're, we're two sides of the same coin. I keep saying that, <laughs> um, but really bridging that together in treatment. Beautiful. So are you, do you then seek out practitioners who have already developed that mindset and that willingness to work together, to collaborate mm -hmm. on patient care? 
Yes, absolutely. So philosophy is very important when you're creating a work culture. Yes, mm-hmm. we do, um, you know, try to attract and um, bring people on that have that holistic approach already and are open to that because yeah, some, some people are, um, and it's not a good or bad thing just as, you know, some have their, their niche or, um, their one lane, you know, their one modality and that's mm-hmm. fine. But for the culture that we're creating, yes, it is important that we're all on this same philosophy of the holistic approach. Beautiful. Do you have, have you encountered any false beliefs around, uh, this approach, uh, that you maybe would like to sort of squash or have any patients come in with some that you see repeatedly mm-hmm. that, uh, that you'd like to change? Um, I don't so much from our clientele because it's a wellness approach and so many variety of services are offered. It's more of where you want to start. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you're like, I'm not ready for therapy. I just want to get physically in shape or something or have better eating habits And maybe you just come for like the fitness classes and nutrition or the primary care. Um, And then vice versa. Some people don't want to touch physical at all. They just want to um, have the talk therapy or or what have you. So um, I don't get so too many false beliefs or resistance when it comes there is it's more of, you know, you start where you are and what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a business owner, I don't know if this was really the question, but I think as a business owner, I have false beliefs myself of like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Did that come with the brave choice then? Is that what got, what kicked in when you said yes to this? Um, can you ask that again? Are those that, who do you think you are? Those voices? Is that, uh, what sort of kicked in when you decided that you wanted to do this and to move forward with it? Uh, No, no, it's kind of, it was more like just happened, you know, it was just more of like, oh, well, here's this, here's this need. How can we meet that? How can we do that? Um, What is something that people are asking for or looking for? Okay. um, How, how can we implement that? So it actually just kind of happened organically. Like I didn't like getting my license and, and getting out of school, getting my hours done, getting my license. This wasn't like the dream at that time. Like I'm going to have this health resort or I'm going to have this agency. It yeah. it just happened. <laughs> and then it's just those moments when it kind of slows down a little bit. I'm like, Whoa, what's, what's happening. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a fun ride, but also could you, could you tell us a bit about that ride of entrepreneurship for you? What's that been like? So it's, it's been, it's been great. I'll say that. Um, I think I noticed, um, and this could be a whole other conversation. So there was more of a traditional model of being a therapist once Mm -hmm. you had your license and what that looked like in group practice. And I also had experience in an admin office and a licensing office that was very corporate HR type of mindset. Yeah. So um, when the pandemic hit, a lot of clinicians went solo instead of being in a group practice. And um, that's, I was one of those people and I decided to do that too. So for mm-hmm. me, it was like putting together um, all the experiences that I had from both like the admin side and the clinical side to mm-hmm. create something different. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I went on a tangent. <laughs> I like tangents here. Keep going with tangents. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
Uh, could you remind me of the question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. It's it was a broad one, so it it really was just asking what that journey of going into business with for yourself has been like, and more specifically, I kind of wanted to get to. Uh, the challenges that you faced and what you've been able to overcome and what you're still wrestling with. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that entrepreneurship just kind of like formed itself given that, um, that model and, um, and wanting to create something different from what was. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that driving force. Yes. Um, the challenges I would say, and I hope this is what's been in the forefront lately. So I might be a little tunnel vision, but the challenge mm. is working with insurances. <laughs> yeah. That is like always the thing. Um, so I, that's what I would say has like been the biggest challenge. So yeah. what does that bring up for you when you have to deal with something like that? Um, patience. I have to learn a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's because it is a, it's a, um, I think of like a jump rope, you know, it's, it's, it's a timing game. Um, mm -hmm. because when you panel a provider, um, insurances can take, it used to be like 30, 45 days. Um, and then sometimes 60 to 90, and now it's like six months. And I'm just like, you know, clients and patients can't be waiting this long, you know, to utilize their insurance and, you know, get an appointment. So, um, that's, that's been the hurdle because then too, it also affects hiring, right? Like I, I tell clinicians like, Hey, oh yes, we're hiring. I have this position for you, but you can't start until six months or three months even. Yeah. You know, so, um, that's, that's that hurdle that, 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 that takes. I'm like, there, there has to be a better system in place to smooth line this process. Yeah. So there's these things then out of, out of your control and as they are with anybody mm -hmm. who's an entrepreneur, how do you, manage yourself with the things that are out of your control? Um, so one, I also have a great admin team. I don't do it alone. Um, yeah. so asking for help and accepting help. I think that's a big one for anyone, um, in an entrepreneurial ro role or owner role, I yeah. would encourage, please don't do it by yourself. Cause that's that it would just be too much. So, um, we have our CFO and our practice office manager. So, um, delegating the responsibilities through that process helps me a ton. So I'm not obsessing over it or keeping track of everything, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so that helps me a ton is delegating and having a support team. Um, and then just working through like my own therapy, working through my own, you know, why, why is patience an issue for me? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? So kind of like uh, what we were discussing earlier, like, you know, really knowing what your buttons are and why those buttons are there to help create success for yourself when those buttons show up in these different environmental situations. Um, so yeah, I definitely have to, um, you know, I, I journal, I have my own therapy. Um, I have support, I have a great team to help me when, when I get a little impatient or <laughs> it becomes stressful for me. Oh, wonderful. What, what do you see happening for your entire business in the next few years? How do like, what direction do you see it going or what do you want for it? Um, what I would want for it in the next, um, in the next few years is to, um, 
eventually have all of the different modalities and providers on the team. So we're about halfway there. So I hope to have the other half. Um, mm -hmm. And then long-term goal is I hope to have my own building. Oh, yeah. uh, so right now we are in one location and as we expand, we're getting a second location. So mm -hmm. the, the area is pretty close, but, you know, we have to kind of separate the services for now. Um, so long-term goal is I wish to, to own my own building. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. so, could you share a bit what it's like being, you're the hub, essentially you run it. So as the, as the bringer together of all the people. Uh, what is that like managing people that are also independent? Um, so can I ask you what you mean by independent? Well, they have their own zone of genius, I guess, or their own uh, particular mm. practice, mm. but yet mm. you come together as a collective. So you worked together, obviously, mm -hmm. and yet there's this independence that um, exists within that. Yeah. So I embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, for me, I like that, that, um, excuse me, um, that, you know, we're all at this independent level and mm -hmm. we all have this license to practice. We all have our ethics that we follow. Um, so I think from a managerial standpoint, that's actually a positive, like that's really helpful that this is your expertise because regardless if you are with me or elsewhere, this is still your license you're responsible for. Yeah. No, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not completely black and white. Like obviously there's an interview process and, mm -hmm. you know, you have this rapport and so forth, but to answer the question, I think that it works. Um, you know, you just have to, from an HR perspective is keep morale up, keep connection together, keep communication going. So we are functioning as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as them being independent, I think that that's a pro in my opinion, mm -hmm. that you know, you, yeah, you, you do your thing. You do what you're good at. I'm here to support you. So you don't have to worry about billing and marketing and rents. You do what you do best. <laughs> All the stuff that as practitioners, we normally do not want to deal with. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, for patients, what I'm sure that they run the gamut, but could you maybe share what a patient patient journey would look like with you or within your um, practice? Sure. So um, I think like what I was saying earlier, I think, first of all, seeing where they want to start, mm -hmm. you know, what, what kind of services are they looking for and how can we um, connect you to that? Um, so, um, you know, kind of thinking like, just kind of like the process from picking up the phone and scheduling an appointment or kind of like the treatment process. <laughs> Usually how, how like maybe referrals would go or what, what it looks like within, within the group? Oh, so yeah, we might have a client that's looking for, um, that might share, you know, if they're seeing a therapist and might say like, oh, I'm really needing to have a primary care. You know, we would inf like inform them and let them know we have one, um, here at our practice, if you'd like to schedule an appointment, you know, so then they might make that choice to then see our in-house provider. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of where it is, you know, just, or vice versa, if they come in for a primary appointment and they're looking for mental health services, like, well, we do that in-house, you know, we offer, you know, these are the things that we offer and then allowing the client to, if they choose to see us, you know, is that's the thing too, like we offer it, um, but their need and what they're looking for is definitely primary. 
you know, they might be looking for a certain treatment that we don't offer. And Mm -hmm. it is something important to me. I connect with other agencies in town. um, So if I don't offer it, I can connect them to someone who does. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Wonderful. So is there anything right now that needs, that you feel like needs to change in order for you to move into the next phase of your business? Uh, this might be like way out or left field or kind of a, a, a broad statement, but man, reimbursement rates, <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That'd be really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems to be a theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, Last thing I want, I'd like you to expand on what a health resort is because you use that in the definition of what you guys do, but that isn't a common name. Yes. So, um, because we're creating something, at least for now, that's unique. Um, to me, it's something more than a wellness center. It's like I was saying, the wellness center that I've seen, um, didn't have the medical model with it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a name that, um, that was something that hasn't been heard of before. Yeah. And so when you think of resort, I, I think, I guess that when I think of resort, it's kind of spa like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's very vulnerable, very refreshing and very healing. And so those components are really important to me. And at the same time, I wanted to stay true to the clinical side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just came up with health resort. <laughs> well, that makes like, sense. Resort sounds good. <laughs> does. I like it. It sounds way better than going to the doctor or to my therapist. I'm going to my health resort. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Well, Francine, thank you so much for your time and thank you for all that you shared. If anybody um, wants to find you, where would you like them to go? Um, absolutely. There's several ways you can find us, you know, good old Google search Enzo E N S O healing therapy. Um, but you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram that way as well. And so healing therapy. Perfect. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you again. Thank you. It's the pleasure's all mine. Good. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.